You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host, Ryan McCarthy. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to No Credentials Required Friday Happy Hour presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. I'm your host, Ryan McCarthy. Welcome to the return uh, of our Friday happy hour. Last week I was in Iowa doing some things, but before, but I'll get into that in just a few minutes. But before I do that, let me just remind you about our social media handles. First off, Twitter and Instagram at bellyupncr, facebook.com forward slash bellyupsportsncr. Sorry about that. And YouTube. Just search no credentials required. Let me just pull this down just a scotch. All right. Sorry. <laughs> a little bit a little bit of a mad dash to get things going here tonight. So I'm a little unprepared, as you can see from my sort of bald head <laughs> that I'm uh, uh I'm didn't really get a chance to shave, and I'll tell you why in just a second or two. But my beard look beard point your game's a little bit on point. Anywho, so before we get to everything, I'm going to tell you about my story about Iowa. Let me go ahead and share an open invitation to Dave Portnoy. Now, on my on the Twitter account for No Credentials Required yesterday, I kind of put it out there into the universe that uh, it's really no secret that uh, our, our esteemed president of Barstool Sports, Dave Portnoy, he's currently in Saratoga for the summer. Uh, 
putting on some ponies. It's track season. I'm sure he's been doing this for a very, very long time, uh, considering you know he's a north he's a northeast guy. So, you know, I figured, all right. So he's in Saratoga. He, I know he lives in Florida now, but he he's still obviously associated with Barstool Sports. But he comes to Saratoga, bets on some ponies. So, <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Sarah. Nah. <laughs> Here for the beard, not sports. I'm blushing. <laughs> so anyway, I kind of put it into the universe that I kind of wanted Dave Portnoy to be a part of No Credentials Required. So it would be a nice, nice interview. I had a big guest July last month with with uh, a bunch of guests. Uh, I had my buddy Rod Peterson on the podcast. I had Brittany Wagner on the podcast. Uh, my buddy Jeff Blavac, who is now El Presidente of the Albany Empire. Very, very meteoric rise to uh, from um, a radio, basically a radio talk show host to now president of a football team. <laughs> so congratulations to Levac, to Jeff Levac. Like that, like that dude. He's a, he's a good dude. So anyway, I figured, all right, let's continue this trend. Let's try to get ourselves some big guests. And I figure, all right, Dave Portnoy's in town. So I throw out this tweet. But this is what I put into the universe. I said, I said, all right. So since uh, Dave Portnoy, you're in town for Saratoga for the ponies this summer, I would like to invite you to be a part of my podcast, No Credentials Required, which is the regular podcast that that uh, is on uh, any port, uh, any uh, any plat, every platform, podcast platform you can think of. And I said, I said, let's talk ponies. Let's talk pizza because he's known for the pizza reviews. It's about how much of a clown Roger Goodell is. Open forum, open mic. You're more than welcome to come come on the podcast. So I'm kind of throwing it out there. I haven't gotten a response, which is fine. But, you know, I figured might as well throw it out there. Might as well see if we can get another big guest on this on the, on the podcast, whether it be with whether it be here on the happy hour, because it is Friday happy hour and or just get in the regular podcast. I mean, we great. I mean, we have a great conversation. We have a great time. So I figure, all right, we'll throw that to the universe. We'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully that does happen. Because that would be a huge get. That'd be a huge. That'd be a huge guest on my podcast. It'd be great, not just for my sake, but giving him some open forum. Tell him talk about how great the area is about about Saratoga. Talk about the region. Uh, talk about the Northeast. Talk about some pizza. Talk about Roger Goodell and how much of a clown he is. So, all right. So let's get into the beer. Beer of the week: Buried Acorn Diminisher. I have not had this before. This is a Kolsch style ale diminisher uh a buddy of mine went to he and his wife and his little little baby child little squishy baby she's not really squishy she's more she's more tall and lanky but <laughs> but she uh they went to Sar- around the syracuse area a few weeks about a month or so ago and i took care of their pets while they were gone so he brought back a bunch of beer for me and i said he said what kind of style do you want i said i'm typically a seasonal drinker when it comes to beer this time of year i'm into lagers i'm into colches into sours because it's a little bit more warmer outside i want to be refreshed by my beer you know be a little bit refreshing so i figure all right try to find some colches try to find some crushable ipas and uh, he got probably a bunch of beer so this one is the buried acorn diminisher colch style ale i love myself some colches because 
They're nice, light drink. Nice, light, nicely light and drinkable. Can crush a bunch of them. Uh, not a bunch of them, but you can crush some. Sorry, don't want to, don't want to, don't want to advertise. Ah, that's the sound of the weekend, folks. I don't want to, I don't want to advertise over drinking, over indulgence. I'm trying to be a good role model out here. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get my co-host here, my mason jar, Ryan, the man, the myth, the legend, of course. I'm kind of debating whether or not I want to do a birthday show. My birthday is in two, literally two weeks, two weeks from today. And I'm debating whether or not I want to do a birthday show. So if you're out there and you're watching, you tell me, should I do a birthday show? Where should I do it from? See if I can you know, make some uh, headway and try to find out who I can have somebody host my birthday show. Guys, if you're watching, can we get somebody, to, can we get the... Uh, my buddy Gaz is watching. Can you uh, see if the hideaway can host me for my birthday? <laughs> All right, folks. We made it. It's the weekend. We made it. Be responsible. Be safe and celebrating it. But cheers. Oh, my. This is delightful. This is great. I dig it. Kolsch beer. Put it in the freezer. I put it in the freezer for a good hour or so. Just get it nice and cold for the show, but it's definitely, definitely really nice and crushable. So, so get yourself a favor if you're in Central New York from the Syracuse area. Go yourself, get yourself, and you're a beer drinker. Go get yourself berry day corn diminished, diminisher. It's quite excellent. And yes, Kyle from AKA Shaggy Von Doom. If you beard it, they will come. Yes, they will. <laughs> All right, so so let's talk about this trip to Iowa I took recently. And a couple months, about a month or so back, I revealed on on, on this forum that my nephew, Christian, was selected to play in the the Barstool Barnburner Classic. And I figured, all right, I'm going to support this kid no matter what. He's my nephew. He's 19 years old. He's my nephew. He's a great kid. Yeah. can be a little bit scutch sometimes, but every 19-year-old is like that. I was like that when I was 19. I was a bit of a scutch. I'll admit it. But they liked him so much that he got selected. And so we decided to take a trip. It was myself, my sister-in-law, my brother Jim, my brother, my big brother, oldest brother Jim, uh, my sister-in-law Carol Ann, and my nephew Christian. We all packed in there. Honda Pilot, and we drove 17 hours on Thursday. My God, what a long trip that was going i-90 to route 20 and we left at six in the morning we got in around 10 11 o'clock central time and it wasn't so much it was long the longest part of the trip was going from chicago off i-90 and then going all the way to dubuque because we stayed in dubuque we decided to stay in dubuque it's about a half hour 25 minutes half an hour outside of Dyersville, which is where the Field of Dreams is. And it just, it, it took forever because going down Highway 20, Route 20 uh, in from Illinois into Iowa, until I guess I, I would say the snout of Iowa because it looks like a pig. <laughs> Iowa looks like a pig. And if you look on a map, it looks like a pig. And it just took forever going down winding roads, going 55 to 45 to 35 to 30, then back up to 55 and having a truck, a semi-truck, a semi a semi in front of you drive in front of it. And it's just, oh, it was exhausting. 
But we got into Dubuque, got into our hotel, got settled. Friday, we just decided to just hang out, enjoy ourselves, make our way to the field to, to see where this field was. And it, it was awesome. Field of Dreams is really, first of all, Field of Dreams is really awesome. It's really cool. Uh, they got the one, they got the field where the movie set was. They got the bleachers. Uh, they got the house. I didn't get a chance to go in the house, unfortunately. I really wanted to, but uh, I really wanted to go in that house. We didn't get the chance to. But behind the field itself, they are currently building the field of dreams for Major League Baseball. Now, Major League Baseball is going to have a dream uh, field. They're going to have a game at the Field of Dreams uh, a week from Sunday. I want to say uh, they're building all the all the setting, all the all the the entire setting. And I'll show you a picture of that real quick. It looks really really cool. There it is. So there's the bleachers. There's there's the field behind the original field where the field. You see the corn right here. The corn fields. Uh, you see the in the background. You get the Major League Baseball pole. You got the major league. They got. They were actually building the. They were actually building the media booths, where ESPN and uh, WFAN New York is going to be, and whichever, whichever radio radio uh, radio station the White Sox play on, uh, they're going to be in those media boxes right there. Get the lights just in case it goes dark. Got some bleachers going on. It's a temporary stadium. And I guess what's going to happen, I was told by somebody, I don't know if it was a local or if he was somebody who just in the, he was just in the know, that these bleachers, all this is going to be torn down after the game. As soon as the game's over and they wrap things up and all the players go out of the stadium, they're going to tear all this down. So I don't know if they're going to do another one, if they're going to do another Field of Dreams game for Major League Baseball. But I thought that was pretty cool. Because you had the original set for Field of Dreams. Oh, hi, Tags. Hi, buddy. Uh, Tag along. Our, the world's greatest cat is joining the program. Um, by the way, this cat this cat missed me forever <laughs> while I was gone. Um, but, but yeah, they had the, the Field of Dreams. So we went to the Field of Dreams, just kind of got ourselves situated. We went out for lunch. We went, we, we, uh, we, excuse me. Again, my allergies are just driving me crazy. Uh, we, we settled in. We went to the Field of Dreams. We went to lunch at this winery, Stonecliff Winery, great winery. Had lunch. Uh, my sister basically bought out the entire, <laughs> the entire supply of the wines they had there. Uh, had lunch there. Got myself a couple, couple. Uh, my, I made myself a couple of wobbly pops, uh, as they would say in the Midwest, uh, of local beer. Because when I'm, whenever I go somewhere, I want to have, I want to try the local stuff. I want to try the local brands. I want to try the local stuff. I had a great, this is a great stout I tried uh, from a brewery in Dubuque or in Iowa. The other base out of Waterloo. Uh, it tastes like it was, they made it with espresso. So it was a nice coffee finish. It was awesome. After the winery, we walk around the port of Dubuque and we saw the, uh, we saw the American Cruise Lines. No, no, no plug here for them, but no, not because it's bad or they don't sponsor me, but the, um, the port of Dubuque, they had the, it's right along the Mississippi River. So they had American Cruise Lines come up. They do a tour up and down the Midwest, up and down the Midwest on the Mississippi. And they start in they start in New Orleans, I think it is. They start in New Orleans and they move their way up to I think Minneapolis, St. Paul, because that's where the river usually begins. But they stopped in Dubuque, and I gotta say, I I was surprised. Dubuque surprised me. 
I like Dubuque. You know, if I'm, I know it's not everybody's. It, Midwest isn't everybody's cup of tea. Uh, I know we here in the uh, in the in, on the East Coast and the coastal on the coast we call it fly. We call it the middle of the country flyover country, which is unfair because I was I was full of nice people. I was full everybody who we were welcomed with open arms. They liked that, like people talking with people from, from talking with people from New York. <laughs> so. So from from the northeast, and you know, don't underestimate don't underestimate places you haven't been before. That's when I want to say travel tip: if you're heading to a destination and you think this is this is a this is a random podunk town somewhere, don't don't discount it because you know I I didn't think highly, I didn't think highly Dubuque, but I was very surprised by what they had. They had breweries, they had wineries, they had really nice walking areas along the Mississippi River. It surprised me. It's a nice, it's a nice town. Uh, but we walked up and down the port of Dubuque, and it was just, it was a nice time. It was just a nice, relaxing time. Excuse me. I'm not sure what happened there. Now, here my mouth from my, this little guy here. Ties aside to this cat has not. I gotta show you this. This cat has not left my side <laughs> since I got back from Iowa. It's hysterical. Either he's Either he's working with me, he's here in this tower, he is, I, or he's right now he's on his tower. This is his tower. We call it his tower. And he, he's, or either he, that, or he's still, still up with me on the couch, still up with me when I'm sleeping. This cat has not left my side. This is the world's greatest cat. I hope nothing ever, ever, ever happened bad to ever have bad happens to him. <laughs> but yeah, so Dubuque. Um, Friday we go to the Seven Hills Brewery. I actually put it on my, I actually put it on my on my Twitter on our Twitter page, which is again at Belly Up NCR. Uh, had dinner there, had drinks there, had great beer. Brought home a case of beer. <laughs> of course, I have to. Um, and then Saturday comes along. We wake up early. We get our breakfast in, and we head to the field. Uh, all the players had to be at the field at 10 a.m. Central Time. Uh, for workout, for just throw around, for production stuff. Uh, I obviously did a live stream there. I got to interview Dallas Braden. Great dude. Get to him in just a few moments. But okay, so Kyle from here in Puckburg has a quick question. What was the bug situation like at the Field of Dreams? I've always been curious because of the because of the corn. Uh, horse flies. Um, not huge horse flies, but just flies. It was just uh, flies were around. They were bothering. They were they were bothersome. You know, typical fly stuff, mosquitoes. If if you're out there at, at, at a certain time after dusk, but just just flies. Um, so anyway, get to the field at ten. I'm there for a while, just walking around the field. Uh, they're doing production stuff because they were they were filming they were they were filming the game. They were doing some uh, advertising stuff with Mattress Firm, as you probably heard on the live stream with Dallas. He uh, gave him a big shout out as a sponsor. Uh, and then the game started. Game started and. The cool thing about this is that they selected t- about 20 players per team. About, I'd say about 20, anywhere between 17 to 20 players per team. And everybody got a chance to play. Everybody got a chance to play uh, in the field. Uh, everybody got a chance to bat. Uh, that included Braden, that included Dallas Braden, that included Jared Carabas, that included Eric Sim, uh, who is the king of Juco. That includes Barcel Carl uh, and his and his uh, co-manager. Everybody got a chance to play. Everybody got a chance to play. Everybody got a chance to live out their dream 
of just being playing ball one more time uh, for my nephew. He's still, he's still, he's 19. He's still young enough to, to kind of rip it up for his college, uh, which is now he's a barstool athlete. <laughs> so if you'll see on his, on his Instagram page, he's now listed as a barstool athlete because he's division three uh, at St. John Fisher. So he, so everybody got a chance to play. Everybody got a chance to hit. Everybody got a chance to just have fun. Because that's what it's all about. Have fun. And we're expecting to see some dingers. Uh, there was no, there were no home runs. There was the first runs weren't even scored until the fifth inning. <laughs> I think because mostly everybody was trying to get comfortable. Everybody was very tense because it's, it's a big thing. This is a big thing. Everybody's all tense. I think everybody just needs to relax and get one at bat, get one, get in the field, just see what the pitchers were throwing at them. So we didn't have any runs to the f- bottom of the fifth inning. Starting nine got three runs. Red line radio got three, two runs back. And then we got the, and then starting nine got another three runs in the sixth. They got another two runs in the seventh. So they're up six, two and my nephew. And then, uh, uh, Johnny Gomes, uh, who was also there uh, as part of starting nine, he took my nephew out to the to right field, near right field, started throwing around, got him loose to pitch it in the eighth inning. So my nephew pitches the eighth, pitches the top of the eighth inning. He throws, he throws, uh, he gets the first batter out, and the first batter, which is really cool. Uh, Basically, he's the right-handed Jim Abbott, and if you don't know who Jim Abbott is, Google him. <laughs> uh, he was the he was Jim Abbott was the left-handed pitcher who played at the University of Michigan. He was born with one arm. He was born with just one fully developed arm, and this kid had one. He had a fully developed right arm, but not a fully developed left arm. But he could throw. He threw gas. That guy threw gas. But when he got to the plate. He had this really sp- his special uh, prosthetic that attached to his bat. So, so you get to see him try to get a hit off my nephew. He didn't hit. Um, actually, when he when he hit the ball uh, to left field, he dropped his bat and the prosthetic arm was there. So I see da- you see Dallas Braden pick up the prosthetic arm and runs down first baseline and goes, "Here, let me give you a hand." <laughs> Oh, that was hysterical. And then you see, I, I got a picture of the that pitcher. I don't remember his name for the life of me. I'll have to, get, I'll have to, look, I'll have to look it up again. But he, uh, uh, you see him in the next shot drinking a beer out of his prosthetic arm, <laughs> which is pretty funny. But um, and if he gets the next guy out, I think he grounded out or he popped up or he popped out. And then my nephew struck out the next guy. And uh, after he struck out the, ne- the last guy to end the inning, he did the Trevor Bauer short sword in the sheath thing, <laughs> which is pretty cool. And uh, you just you, you see that this team just went crazy. So bottom of the eighth, no insurance. And then the bottom, of the, then top of the ninth came and Braden comes in and unfortunately blows the game for, uh, uh, he, well, those runs weren't necessarily his fault either. I mean, he had the pitcher, a pitcher who not my nephew who uh, load the bases uh, brain tried to come in and make the save with uh, two outs. And I think what did it in for starting nine was the fact that every player went in the field, took a beer and stuck it in his pocket. You don't do that. You don't, that's a premature celebration. 
a premature celebration, guys. Not good. Not good. <laughs> so the shortstop winds up throw, overthrowing the batter for the last out, and it was tie game, six all. But what they tried to do is that I guess what they had a little thing trying to make it like kind of a wrestling ending to it uh, where they tried to see if the last batter who was on with the bases loaded, uh, if he had a corked bat, because if he had a corked bat, that would have been the last out and the game would have been over. However, um, the bat thing didn't work. I mean, it was a great advertisement for Batman bats. Uh, Batman bats, they supplied a bunch of bats for uh, the Barstool barn burner. The bat was pretty much indestructible. I mean, Brain took a, a literal axe to it, and the axe, the the head of the axe, actually came off the handle. He couldn't break the bat. Tried to get a, a saw, tried to saw it. That didn't work. So starting, uh, so uh, Redline Radio winds up tying the game. My nephew actually almost drove in the winning run in the in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, they have a man on third. And he almost gets the he almost he is this close to getting the the game winning RBI. Uh, he said, "I he said I, I I hate being at bat because I'm a pitcher. Uh, <laughs> I literally have six singles and three walks in my college league that I play in. <laughs> I struck out every I struck out every other time. <laughs> so he was a little bit scared coming to bat, but but he almost got the he almost drove in the game winning run. And then we go to the Bomb, we go to the 10th. So what they decided to do was do this, do the major league rules. They have a runner on and one out. Nobody scores in the, nobody scores in the, in the 10th. So they go to the top of the 11th. So they put a man on second and they have two outs. Now what happens is third, the guy who starts on second, Goes he steals he goes to third he steals third, they intentionally walk, uh, the next batter. He actually winds up stealing. No, I'm sorry. It was, it was man second with one out. So they kept the same rule. So my nephew gets the one guy. I guess one guy out. The runner on second steals third. They intentionally walk. The other next batter, that batter steals second. Because he got caught, he didn't just try to get caught in a rundown. But my nephew was kind of was kind of froze. But my nephew wound up pop, getting the next batter to pop out. And I have a photo here. There was a uh, there was a chain that was made. If you watched the show, if you watched the show, if you watched on Saturday, they had a chain made up. And I think I forgot to put this photo in. Ah, oh, darn it! Forgot to put this photo in. But after that big pop out to end the eleventh inning, they put the chain around him. They put the chain around as a starting nine chain. It was supposed to be the home run chain, but why not being the singles chain <laughs> or the or the big out chain? He had the big out, and you see him wearing around the neck. And my nephew's and he walks up the field like Conor McGregor doing the spaghetti, doing the alligator arms, doing the spaghetti arms. It was really funny, really funny to see because that kid he had a really bad performance in his last call, in his last game. I said, "All right, get, you get one bad performance, get it out of you." Get it out of here before this before this showcase. And guess what? He did. And then starting nine doesn't score in the bottom of the eleventh. They decided to do a home run derby. Uh, 
start uh, red line radio hit two home runs starting nine hits one game over and basically penalty shots <laughs> skills competition so red line radio wins the first ever barn burner classic and it was just a good time afterwards um I think my nephew impressed a lot of people in on both teams uh, showing off his stuff. He's got a wicked slider. He's a sinker slider. He's a sinker slider uh, pitcher. So he'll try to force you to pop out or ground out. Uh, he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the fastball just yet. He's almost there. He's almost there. I think he's got to grow another inch or two. And uh, he's, he's been lifting over the summer. I think one thing that, cause he tried out for football. And one thing that, football helped him with is develop his strength get him in the weight room getting disciplined in terms of working out but no it was just but then we had to endure a two-day trip back to new york uh we stopped in south bend uh because my nephew is a Notre dame fan so is my sister-in-law i don't know why we're not catholic (laughs) we're not french either um but no, we stopped in South Bend because we got snarled. We got snarled in Chicago traffic because because of Lala Lala Lollapalooza. But no, we got start, we got we stayed the night in Cleveland after our trip to South Bend, uh, impromptu trip to South Bend, and then drove back on Monday. Now I'm home, <laughs> and my allergies have been kicking my ass the last. I'm oh, sorry, kicking my butt the last <laughs> the last three days because. Uh, Northeast weather doesn't know how to change it. It doesn't know what to make up his mind uh, for the summer. Oh, oh, we have a guest. And just in time, I'm, just as I'm wrapping up my story, about Iowa, we'll get, we'll get to the national news headlines in just a moment or two. But but no, I had a lot of fun this trip. I'm hoping to do it again next summer. Uh, they they want to do another one, the Philly Dreams, next summer. Hopefully, uh, Corona uh, is not a raging bee <laughs> by the time we we're, we're here next year. I have a feeling it won't. Please, God, don't let it be. Uh, but we want to travel back there, except we're going to fly in this time. Next time, <laughs> we're going to fly in, rent a car, and drive out to uh, drive out to Dubuque and uh, watch the watch the game from there. But I had a good, I had a fun time. Can't wait to go back to Dubuque. You are a charming city. You're a charming little town, and I can't wait to go back and drink all your beer again. <laughs> all right, so we're going to bring in our potluck. National news headlines of the week. Before I do that, I have a guest. So let's go ahead and bring in Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start a journey. Not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. From who has been, who is making a repeat, a repeat appearance on Friday Happy Hour. Even though he doesn't drink, which is cool. From the Sports Stove Podcast, Vince 
Stover, my friend, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, Ryan. You survived Iowa. Uh, that's always a good. That's always <laughs> a good time. Uh, Iowa was one of the states I went to, and after two days, I thought I got to get out of this place. So, um, <laughs> so congratulations on surviving Iowa. Hey, I was actually. I, I, I don't know what part of Iowa you were you you were in, uh, Vince. I was in I was in Dubuque. Um, but I, I thought it was a charming little town. I, I also thought, you know, one thing that also surprised me is how hilly that mm. part of Iowa is. I thought it would just be flat and boring <laughs> and lifeless. And no, it was hilly and court and literally corny. And uh, <laughs> it was fun. I, you, I enjoyed myself there. You fit in well in a corny town, right? I would actually. Yeah, I got dad, <laughs> I got dad jokes for days. <laughs> Uh. All right, so I'm getting to my potluck here, uh, Vince. Uh, what, you know, what national headline kind of stuck out to you this week? Because I, I got a couple that kind of stuck out to me. What, what, which national headline kind of stuck out to you? Man, for me, I guess I, I don't know. I've been leaning towards football. A lot of stuff going on with football uh, this week. Of course, today there's basketball news with a commit to Memphis um, as well. But uh, you know, for me. Any any headline when it comes to sports is a happy headline and uh, always able to comment something on it because I've always got I've been going at it with Kentucky people here today on Twitter. But but nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, all is good. I've got I actually brought a drink with me tonight, um, a a local drink. It's I got a green screen. It's a green bottle. Uh, It's a ginger. It's a ginger ale uh, called Ale 8. It's uh, locally made here. I've heard of that. Yeah, so it's uh, originally uh, a, a late one. Uh, has some caffeine in it to help you stay awake at at, at night. But AL eight uh, just made right down the road from me here. I'm working on getting them to join the show. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, hey that's, you know, bring whatever beverage you like, sir. You you've got carte blanche. You can drink whatever you want. Yeah. So I saw I saw potluck and I was in. So <laughs> hey, all right, potluck. Hey, like a true Baptist, you're in for the potluck. That's right. <laughs> So one thing that's kind of caught my eye this week, and I was listening to a little bit of a Jason, of Jason Whitlock before the show uh, while I was making dinner. I talked about the Kirk Cousins situation uh, with him. He had to go to, I guess, court. I guess he had to go. Did he have to go to quarantine because because Kellen Mond got tested positive for COVID, and he's he's now he's like, no, I'm not going to get the vaccine. But like a, a bunch of people, a bunch of NFLers have said the same thing. I mean, yeah. and now he's getting lack for that and i thought for, uh, to, to me i thought it was about personal choice being an adult you know taking risk assessment making your own choice but apparently we're not allowed to do that we're not allowed to be adults anymore <laughs> yeah and well you remember last year kirk cousins had the comment about covid if i die i die and yep, uh, so I remember that, that- so that caused a lot of stir last year. And then this year, he said this week, you know, I'm thinking about putting plexiglass around me in the meeting rooms and stuff like that. And then the argument was, we'll just get the vaccine and whatever. And he's like, no, it's private and personal. I'm not, I'm not going to get it. And, and, he's, not uh, and he's not he's not about that. Regard. He's not, you know, um, and I want to, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I, mm-hmm. I'm not getting the vaccine. Um, mm-hmm. And and there's a, there's a number of reasons for it, but at the end of the day, I just I don't trust our government at this point um, on either side of the aisle. And uh, I know in my state, my governor has lied about information, and I feel like if you have to lie about it, there's something messed up with it. So, so I've just stayed away from it. My boss 
Um, he's encouraged me to get it. He's not forced me to it to this point. Um, mm-hmm. And we've had conversations about it. And it's been civil conversations about it. And yeah. uh, at the end of the day, he says, hey, it's, it's, it's ultimately your choice. And right. Kirk Cousins is a he's a Christian. And yeah. he is uh, someone who doesn't want the vaccine. So that's two strikes against him when it comes yeah. to criticism. So uh, he's going to hear about it. And you know what? He, he sounds like he's ready to defend himself for it. And he hasn't said the crazy stuff that Cole Beasley said. <laughs> he no. just no, said, he hasn't, he hasn't I'll, keep my, I'll keep my opinion to myself. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm yeah. not going to get the vaccine. And I don't blame oh. anyone for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Um, for the most part, I think that the players as a whole support each other and whatever they choose. It's yeah. the upper management, the NFL, um, those kinds of people that are putting the pressure on. Yeah. Here's my thing about the whole, about the COVID uh, uh, guidelines that the NFL put out. How come that there was no pushback from the, from the uh, PA? There's no pushback right. from the players association saying, Hey, don't we have a say in the matter? Cause we, we're got to work together. Uh, somehow, but I guess the NFL said, no, no, we're just going to, we're just going to put this guideline out here. It's yeah. If you get, if you're vaccinated, go ahead. I mean, personally, I'm, I'm vaccinated. So uh, I, it was my choice. It was my choice to get it because I have someone in my family who has autoimmune. I don't want to bring it into my house knowing that she's here too. And I don't want to get her. I don't want to make her physically debilitated or physically ill. It was my choice to get it. So, so I, I think the crit- yeah, there's a little bit of criticism. I, I know there's a lot of hyperbole too, unfortunately, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in regards to personal choice and you know, make if you make if your if your argument makes sense, then it makes sense, and it, then then fine, I'll 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 accept your art, I'll accept your argument. But if you're but if you're coming from the top rope with something that's just completely out there and crazy, then like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not getting the vaccine because. Uh, I'm gonna grow. A th- I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna grow a tail, or I'm gonna get 5G, or I'm gonna get my or become magnetic. Well, let's pump the brakes a little bit on that. But if you're just saying it, I'm. It's like if you're making a rational argument for not getting it. I understand. You're an yeah. adult. You're an yeah. adult. Let's treat each other. Let's treat each other like adults, and be civil about it. Like you said, Vince. Let's just be civil about this whole thing. And instead, of we're we're going right for the throat and. Because we're trying to end this disease, I don't think I don't know if it's. I mean, I mean, I may get booed from YouTube by for saying all this stuff, but <laughs> I don't care. I'm an American. I'm. A, I'm. A, I have freedom of speech to say what I want to say. Also, it's my show, so step off. Um, <laughs> but no, but no. I mean, if you have a reason for not getting it and you're rational about it, great. The same thing for getting the vaccine. If you're rational about getting the vaccine, like I had to, like I made my decision to get it, then that's my decision. Respect, please respect my decision. I, you know, I mm. thought I thought right of conscience was a thing in our country. Apparently, we're not allowed <laughs> to do that anymore in the twenty first century. But you know what's interesting too is the NFL over the last uh, several years, decade, maybe longer. They've never had any convictions. It's always been. Uh, from pressure from the outside. It's not been that they necessarily believe every player should get it. It's that they believe that the fans think that every player should get it. Um, and mm-hmm. so they're trying to, but the reality is, and I talked about this on one of my podcasts, the statement that the NFL put out about diversity says that they want to represent the fan base and the fan base, not ever, not all the fan base is vaccinated. 
And mm-hmm. so if you want to truly represent your fan base, you then need to allow people to make decisions and and be fine with it. And the deal is, is they say, well, you don't have to get it, but if you don't get it, then this is going to be up in place and this is going to be in place and this, and they're just peer pressure and, um, in my opinion, unfair things. It's one thing about doing mm. the the testing and all that. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, the testing right. and the, and all that kind of stuff. But then the the extra pressure on top of that, whereas if you miss a game and and other people miss a game and your team has to, to forfeit the game, then it's not going to get postponed or rescheduled. If an unvaccinated player is the reason, then you guys just don't get paid. You guys don't get to play. Well, that's not fair. And that's not right. No. Um, no. It, it, Which is it might, that's why. And that's why I'm surprised there was no pushback from the players association. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad, you know, my dad said either make it a rule or don't make it a rule. (laughs) And then, and then go from there. If you, if you're really going to make everybody do it, then just make everybody do it and be done with it. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're not going to force it, then you've got to understand it is what it is. And, and, you know, and we still don't know what's happening, you know, right at the end of the day, We still don't have a clue. Even you know, vaccinated people are still getting it. Um, can they carry it? Who knows? You know, there's different opinions on that. Um, yep. Now they're not getting as sick in most cases. If you're vaccinated and you get the the virus again or get it for the first time, you're not having the same side effects as those unvaccinated. So there's that's positive and that's good. Um, but there's still so much unknown, and you know, and if you were again, if it's not going to be a rule then you need to loosen up a bit on that. And, uh, right. you know, the NFL survived last season as good as any league did. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're just going to keep on taking these PR hits <laughs> as they yeah. as they kind of go against a certain side of their demographic. Yeah, it's 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 crazy in that regard. But uh, but anyway, let's move along. Let's move on from the NFL. I mean, preseason started yesterday, albeit it was. You know, the Cowboys and the Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the CFL. I watched the CFL. I watched the kickoff of the CFL finally after 620 days. <laughs> seeing good old Canadian football on ESPN2. More games tonight. I'm excited for it. I'm happy that there's football back. I mean, in my mm-hmm. backyard, we got the NA, the National Arena League playoffs starting tomorrow with the uh, Albany Empire hosting my Albany Empire hosting the uh, Carolina Cobras and you can catch the game on YouTube. So you might see me taking pictures of in one of the end zones <laughs> <laughs> as I do. But, um, but no, you know, NFL starting training camps going preseason games are, are going on this year. Uh, thankfully uh, for your Packers, it was kind of a, I wouldn't say a close call with Aaron Rodgers finally deciding to come back. But what'd you make of that press conference? I loved it. Uh, loved it. Loved every second of it, man. Like, so going in before the press conference, I was firmly on the Packers side of the story. I was against Aaron Rodgers. I was tired of him, uh, and his antics and his drama and that kind of stuff. He comes in, he finally speaks and he tells his side of the story and he does it so clearly and so precisely. There were things in it that I kind of shook my head at, but overall, mm-hmm. I turned back to Aaron Rodgers' side against the front office of the Packers, mainly Mark Murphy, who runs the the organization, and I still like Brian Gutekunst, the GM, as a GM mm-hmm. at least. But uh, that being said, the, I thought the press conference was refreshing. I mean, we want athletes to be that open because uh, it gives us legit information. And we don't have to guess at what they want and what they think and just assume things because they 
he put it out there for everybody to hear. And I think he's going to do it all season long. I think anytime he gets in front of a camera and a microphone, it's going to be worth watching because uh, I don't think he has anything to lose at this point. And right. I, I think his time in Green Bay is probably over after this season unless they make some changes, mainly with Mark Murphy, if they get rid of him. And I don't think they're going to do that. So um, so I think he's playing this season uh, as carefree as he's ever played. And I think his press conferences are going to be a lot of fun moving forward. Yeah, I, I mean, I think when you've – in the NFL especially, when you've reached a certain age, if you've reached a certain age, you have all the accomplishments you could ever dream of. Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP – League MVP, all-time lead, basically all the time, all-time everything in passing categories in your for your franchise. You get the right to say whatever you want, yeah. <laughs> and nobody can nobody can touch you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing about uh, Rogers is, you know, a lot of his complaints, his his best complaint that makes the most sense is that he just wants to be in the conversation. And they did not they they did not communicate with them over the Jordan Love pick. It would not have been hard for someone to call them and say, hey, just so you know, we're thinking about drafting a quarterback in this draft. If this guy falls, we're going to go get him, whatever. And he would have been not happy, but he also wouldn't have been um, surprised Uh, Mm -hmm. then. Uh, you know, you've got the other things and the players, you know, he talked about all the veterans that that they didn't treat right. But the reality is you have to. As a general manager, you have to make the moves that are best for your team. And Jordy Nelson was done when they got rid of him. Randall Cobb, you know, I like Randall Cobb, but you know, he wasn't a top receiver on the team when they when they when they let him go. Um, mm-hmm. And all the other guys he mentioned too, they just it was time. It was it was a fine time for them to go. Their careers were not going up anymore. Um, but I don't want Aaron Rodgers deciding who the Packers sign. Just like right. I hate watching LeBron James bring in his friends and hurt his franchise for the future mm-hmm. because he brings in all his friends. I don't want that from Aaron Rodgers. And as a Packer fan, listen, the Packers, I know, they've not won the Super Bowl in a long time, and they should have. But they have been good, <laughs> if not close to great, in a number of seasons along the way. And it's not because... Uh, a player was telling them who to sign and those kinds of things is because the general manager did his job drafted right. well and brought in the right players. They've been to the NFC championship game the last two seasons and Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, this last year, you could argue Rodgers was the reason they yeah. didn't they didn't go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, they've been to a majority of the NFC championships this decade, this past decade. Yeah, it's it's crazy that it, with all they've accomplished, you'd think he'd be you know, a little bit more satisfied. But yeah, I guess I guess not. I guess not. Yeah, they kept Mike McCarthy around too long, and I, I'm a Mark McCarthy fan. I think he's going to do well in Dallas, McCarthy. but. Yeah, but they kept him around about two seasons too long. 
And Mm -hmm. that I think that hurts some things along the way as well. But you saw once they bring in a new coaching staff, a new system, um, it worked out great. They won 13 games the last two seasons. They go to the the NFC Championship game and had a legit shot of winning last year against the Buccaneers. And um, and they just they fell short. But I'm still a Packer fan. That won't change. I stuck with them, uh, you know, through the the Brett Favre era and and the closing of that and whatever happens. Listen, I don't. What's your thoughts on Jordan Love? Because my, well, I'll tell you my thoughts in a second. What's your thoughts on Jordan Love? Uh, he was drafted for a reason. Yeah, and that reason was a contingency plan for when Aaron Rodgers either decides to leave, or retire, or he gets traded. Yeah. He's a contingency plan. He, and he was drafted for the same reason that Aaron Rodgers was drafted back in 2000X. Yeah. <laughs> for when uh, <laughs> when Brett Favre was quarterback because they knew there's at some point you got to know when to let go of your franchise player. You know he's getting there he's getting older. You know he's going his skills are going to diminish. Draft somebody who can sit in the system for a couple years and when the time is right Put, put him in the place put him in yeah. put him in that spot and i think that's I, I think jordan love's got a lot of potential he's got different he's got some a different skill set than rogers rogers is more of a gunslinger uh so to speak and love's got a, another skill a different skill set he can run the ball as well as throw the ball too so but there, there, there's 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 as as you know vince being a believer in ecclesiastes there's a time and plate there's a time for everything mm-hmm. there's a time for everything and aaron Rodgers' time is coming near where again he's gonna have to either retire or he's gonna have to be or he's gonna he's gonna go somewhere else yep. and every every great franchise has that next player in place he was that next player when when he was drafted and sat under brett Favre for three seasons and also and then like that they said all right you're ready we're gonna trade brett Favre to the jets for that one <laughs> season and <laughs> and he's been the man ever since and he's and he and i and i i just think i think he said he was i i don't know for for you for a packers fan do you feel like he was caught by surprise when he was when jo- when they drafted jordan love back in 2019 oh 100% yeah and you know but you look at his the two years leading up to that it's not that he was like the worst quarterback in the league, but his numbers no. were way down those two years before they drafted Love. Then they draft Love, and he comes out and wins the MVP. Uh, yeah. So you know, uh, you, you know, it is what it is. But everybody acts like, well, Jordan Love hasn't played a snap. Jordan Love isn't going to be any good. All this kind of stuff. He's had two years now. After this season, he'll have had two years to sit and learn the system and practice and be around the coaching staff and all that kind of stuff. You cannot tell me that that's not a positive thing. Um, He's not going to beat out Aaron Rodgers. He's not as good as Aaron Rodgers. No one's expecting him to be. But if he had to play this year, I still think the Packers were a 10, maybe even 11-win team with Jordan Love at the quarterback because the system works. I mean, San Francisco, um, the Rams – the Falcons, when they went to the Super Bowl, were all running this system. It works, yep. and it's it's mm-hmm. friendly to the quarterback. So, and the talent, the other talent that they have on the team, this is a coming continue. soon. The Jets coming soon. The Jets. Yes, yes. And, and I say in the next five years, as long as they keep this the same coaching staff in place and they can protect Zach Wilson, the Jets will go to a Super Bowl within the next five years. All right. So the Jets have an offensive line. 
They've worked hard to Wild. build that. They've Violent. got a quarterback that they believe mm-hmm. in. Um, they've got some good pieces elsewhere. Do they have the wide receivers to to contend right now? They're getting there. They're okay. getting there. And here's the cool part about Jets camp right now. The New York media does not know what to do with all this positivity that Robert <laughs> Sala puts out. They're like, what do we do? What? He, he's so positive. That he's putting the Jets team together. They, everybody believes in him. What do we t- what do we write about? Oh, Joe Judge is making players run laps in Giants camp. Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, he's forced three players into retirement just this week. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, they've got something to go to now. <laughs> they got that to go to if we want to put some flame throwing headlines on there, but they don't have anything with the Jets right now. But no, no, I think the Jets are slowly building their offense. They're building around Zach Wilson. They're doing the th- they're doing the thing that they're doing with Zach Wilson that they couldn't do with Sam Darnold. Hmm. And and I think it's a shame because I think Sam Donald's a very good quarterback. I've been his, I've been a fan since day one, uh, but they managed to commit highway robbery when they threw when they traded him to Carolina for a fourth and a sixth this year and a second next year. Oh, <laughs> Joe Douglas is a he's a he's a he knows how to trade him. But no, but no, I think I think if they get one more receiver, they got Corey Davis. You draft. You get Corey Davis in free agency. You draft Elijah Moore, who is I love having that. an outstanding camp right now. You get Denzel Mims as a complimentary receiver on the other side of Corey Davis. You get uh, Jamison Crowder on a restructured contract. He'll probably probably be let go after this year. They restructured his contract. They give him. He took a pay cut, but he's willing to stay around for at least another season. They've got tremendous depth at running back. Hmm. The only question is right now. Is their is their is their backfield in, on defense? They've got mm. a lot of unproved. They they drafted a lot of uh, corners, um, but a lot of them are unproven or have been inconsistent. Uh, same with the uh, uh, Mosley. Uh, CJ Mosley is a big question mm-hmm. mark because he missed all of basically. He's basically missed two last two seasons because he had that groin injury in twenty nineteen. Where he had the tremendous, he basically played three quarters and like half a quarter, <laughs> and he sat and he sat out all last year because of uh, because of COVID. So he's the biggest question mark on the linebacking side, but their defensive line is always going to be elite. Yeah. So I think I think the Jets will be. I, I'm making a couple of bold predictions. I know it's not my football and NFL episode yet, but I'm making a couple of bold predictions. The uh, the first being the Jets will be in the Super Bowl in the next five years, even the toughest division in which will be the again the toughest division in all of NFL and the AFC East. It's going to be a tough division, but that's one of my predictions. The next prediction: the Jets will be in the top ten in sacks this this season. Carl Lawson, mm. Quinnen Williams, uh, John, uh, Jonathan. Uh, can't remember his last name. He's got a hefty last name. He came over from the Rams, but he he came on strong after last year. But I, I think the Jets will finish in the top ten in sacks, which they have they haven't landed in since I think 2015. But those are my you first. talked about the division, tough division. We're, I'm covering it Tuesday on our on our podcast. But uh, you look at what the Patriots did this offseason, which they got maybe 20 times better than they were last year. Then, and they've got a quarterback for the future in Mac Jones. You got Buffalo who looks like they're going to be pretty steady for a long time running. Miami, I think is the big question mark because they have the talent, mm-hmm. but I admit, I, I don't believe in Tua. 
I, I don't have any confidence that he's going to be a legit NFL quarterback. Could he be a, um, you know, bottom 20 to 30 ranked quarterback? Sure. But to me, he's not the answer at Miami. Uh, a Deshaun Watson trade, an Aaron Rodgers trade next year um, are things that I kind of look for Miami to do to improve at quarterback. Am I wrong about Tua? Uh, do, you, do you think he's legit? I think he can be legit if they can protect him. Hmm. It's it's all I, I'm 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 a former offensive and defensive lineman, and I and I'm biased. I'm always going to be biased with the line, <laughs> but if you can build your team around a great offensive line that can protect the quarterback and a great defensive line can get after the quarterback and stop the run, you'll be unstoppable. Yeah, and I can understand your doubts, but I, I just I just don't know about. I don't know know enough about the Dolphins' def- offensive line hmm. to wonder if they're going to be if they're going to break through this year. They yeah. almost did it last year. They were pretty close I, to doing it last year. I love Brian Flores. What he's doing down there is is absolutely incredible, and they've got some just stud players down there, skill players and defensive players and and whatnot. I just for me, it all hinges on Tua, and yeah, offensive line is definitely an important piece to that puzzle. I just I don't know I I don't have the confidence the fact that last year they'd put him in and then pull him out in the fourth quarter <laughs> to bring Ryan Fitzpatrick back in to win the game for him just made me go man that's just not good <laughs> no that that that, that plants seeds of doubt and anytime you get sometimes if you get plants uh, uh, seeds of doubt planted in you it it, it, it they might bloom they yeah might bloom yeah but yeah definitely. All right, so I'm gonna wrap things up a little bit here in a little bit here, Vince. So tell the people where you are. tell the people about you. Where can they find your podcast? Where they can they find you on social media? Have the floor, yeah. my friend. Perfect place to find me is on Twitter at Sports Stove. Uh, on Twitter is where I'm the most active. I do have an Instagram, but um, yeah, Twitter's the best place. Podcast, the Sports Stove podcast. You can find anywhere you get your podcasts, and uh, we are on currently two nights a week. Uh, Tuesday night and Thursday night at 8 p.m. We're probably going to have to change that with football season starting up. Uh, competing mm-hmm. against the NFL uh, is not great for viewership, so we're probably, no, we're probably no, going to switch not. that up. Um, <laughs> and then we're adding a new show starting September 1st on Wednesdays um, called the Sports Stove Local Hour, focusing on all things Kentucky athletics. Hey, uh, hey, 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 local sports <laughs> is my territory, pal. <laughs> but no, you're no, not in – you're not in my locale. So that's true. Uh, I'm not so, in Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be covering um, uh, UK football games. We're going to be previewing those, bringing in some local guests from the local paper and other Kentucky um, writers and, and people, TV personalities and things like that. We're working on getting uh, Coach uh, Bowden from uh, Louisiana Monroe, who's there. That's the first game against Kentucky. And so we're trying to get that set up as well. And we'll have guests from the opposing teams on and stuff like that as well. So a lot of things happening. Uh, you talk local sports. I, I do uh, high school football on the radio down here. That starts up in uh, two weeks for us. Uh, so we'll have our first game, a big double header uh, for our first night uh, in Jessamine County, Kentucky. So, uh, so a lot of stuff happening right now, but, um, but you know, you can find us anywhere and occasionally on the, the Friday happy hour uh, here as well. So needless to say, you've got a lot of burners going on that are piped up on the sports stove, aren't you? Oh yeah. My goodness. The whole <laughs> life, my whole life is a burner. Uh, yeah. 
it's a good thing it's a burner and not a dumpster fire. Let's yes, yeah, so far so good, right? <laughs> I pastor, so Sundays and Wednesdays I'm I got church. Uh, I work full time outside the church right now. Uh, we we started a church, so we're working our way out of working full time. But uh, so I work full time Mondays through Fridays. And then I got the podcast Tuesdays and Thursdays. I got high school radio Fridays um, and all kinds of stuff in between kids and, and a wife and and everything happening in between. So it's a it's, it's a, a busy life, plate. but uh, it's a big plate. <laughs> but it's good to stay busy, right? Stay out of trouble that way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Thanks, Vince. I appreciate you stopping by the happy hour, man. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate being on. And you're always welcome back with your L8. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you, L8. Join the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Vince. Take care, buddy. All right, we'll see you. All right. All right, folks. That's going to do it for this edition of No Credentials Required Happy Hour. As always, brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Check out our socials Twitter and Instagram, Belly Up and at Belly Up NCR, Facebook.com forward slash Belly Up Sports NCR, and YouTube. No credentials required. Hit the notification bell. That way you know when shorts go up, when, when, YouTube shorts go up or when the live show is on, when our when no, when uh, happy hour is on. So thanks again for joining me, folks. I really do appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Music courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out on Supporters Music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.